On today's episode of the Freelance Friday podcast, I'm sharing a few iPhone apps that have kind of changed my life recently. Make sure to check out the show notes if you'd like to see some of these in action. I've got a few Instagram story hack videos that just might rock your world. And just to clarify here, these apps are not so basic. These are more on the content creation side or you know, just kind of like more cool apps. I feel like I've done so many pieces of content about my operational type stuff. I've told you guys so many times about Asana and Evernote and obviously like Gmail and Google Drive and all of that. So these are a little bit more fun, but I will try to round up any previous content that I have done about the more operational stuff and put them in the show notes as well in case you are interested in that. Latasha from the future here. Really quick before we hopped into the episode, I wanted to make sure that you guys were aware of the tool called Headliner. So Headliner actually is sponsoring today's episode of Freelance Friday, the video version over on YouTube. So I'll make sure to leave that link in the show notes so you guys can check out the video. But I wanted to make sure to mention it here on the podcast as well because Headliner is a super cool app um, website. It's totally free and that is how I actually produce all of the audiograms or waveform graphics that I use to promote the podcast. So if you follow me on Twitter or sometimes I'll post them on Instagram or Instagram stories and you see like the little moving audiogram, that is all made through this tool called Headliner. It's essentially like almost like a video editor. You can do so many other things too besides just podcasting. You can do, you know, splice in video footage. They have great stock video footage for you to use, stock images. And then you can also upload your own stuff. So it's just a really, really amazing tool for podcasters, but also for social media managers. If you need to create like short, quick social media videos for Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or anything like that. So I want to make sure to give them a shout out because uh, it's just an awesome, awesome resource that I didn't mention in this podcast, but I thought you guys would like to know about. So if you want to see the tool in action, like I said, they are sponsoring today's episode of the video version of Freelance Friday. So I will uh, link that in the show notes. So let's get started. Welcome to the Freelance Friday podcast. My name is Latasha James and I'm your host. This podcast is a deep dive into the challenging, exciting, and oh-so-rewarding world of freelancing. From tips and advice to interviews with the people who are doing it right, this show is for anyone looking to get their hands a little bit dirty and make monetizing their passion a reality. Let's get started. Okay, so my latest obsession is an app called Darkroom. And this is a very cool photo editing app. So I honestly use it for like one feature, but there are a million other things that you can do with it. So I'm not even super well versed on it. It does cost money. I think it costs a few bucks, which is so funny. First of all, can I just say before we get too deep into this episode, I think it's hilarious how stingy I can be with my money when it comes to apps, iPhone apps. Like I will spend $5 on a coffee, like no big deal. But if you ask me to spend $5 on an iPhone app, I about lose my mind. So anyway, this one I was convinced to purchase. My friend showed it to me and I was like, oh my gosh, I need it (laughs) instantly. Um, And the feature that I use it for is color grading basically. So I don't know what's up with my iPhone. I feel like everybody else's iPhone pictures look so much better than mine. And one of the reasons, I don't know if it's just 
like it's probably just user error to be honest but I feel like my pictures always come out really yellowy I think it's actually like user error combined with the lighting in my apartment it's really orangey yellowy and so it's annoying because there's so little that you can do to really fix that besides like installing blue lights and all this stuff that I just don't have the time for right so Darkroom is really cool because you can actually bring down certain colors. So if my room is too orange or too yellow, I can actually tap on the orange or yellow little icons in the editing and bring that saturation down, but keep the rest of the saturation up. Because what I used to do a lot of times is like I would brighten the photo in like Visco or, or Instagram or whatever. I'd brighten the photo and then I would have to like bump down the saturation but if you bump down the saturation of the yellow, it's going to bump down the saturation of the blue and all the other colors too. So it's really annoying. Obviously, I know how to edit in Photoshop and like other tools like Canva and PicMonkey and all that stuff. But this app has come really in handy for clients and just work stuff when I need to edit something quickly on the go and I just don't have optimal lighting conditions or, or if you want to do something artsy with it. I've seen some really cool Instagram photos. They're just done really artsy where you'll like remove all the all the color except for maybe the green and the grass or something like that or vice versa you'll make everything look black and white except for the person uh i believe evelina at evelina she's a youtuber and an instagrammer i believe that she uses this app too and her instagram pictures are always amazing so darkroom is kind of one of my go-tos now i still love me some visco Viesco, I don't know how to say it, to be honest with you, but that's always my go-to, F2. Everyone always asks me which filter I use, and yeah, F2 with Visco, but I like to edit in darkroom first. All right, let's get away from editing really quick. Drift. I've talked about this in a couple of YouTube videos before, and it has changed everything for me. So Drift is a messaging platform. It's very similar to Olark. Olark is one that I've tried to use before but didn't like so much personally. Uh, and yeah, it's a chat box basically that you can install on your website. So I use Squarespace. I also build Squarespace websites for clients. So this is something that I also sell to clients like a service ad. Um, and it integrates really, really well with Squarespace. I know other friends and colleagues who use WordPress or any platform. I think it's just an HTML code. It's super easy to install and a user comes onto your site. It pops up for them. You can prompt them with a question or whatever you want it to say. I believe mine just says like, hi, how can I help you? Or like, what are you looking for? Let me point you in the right direction, something like that. And the person can live chat with you. It actually sends a notification to my phone or whichever team member's phone that you want it to go to, or you can just send it to the website. You can set chat on and off hours. So I set it for certain times of day when I'm going to be available to get notifications. Uh, obviously, I wouldn't want notifications popping up when I'm in meetings and things like that. So it's pretty cool. And it is a really nice feature. I feel like in this age that we're living in, it's really difficult to not have some kind of a live component to your website. I think whether it's Facebook Messenger, which I am investigating because of chatbots and all of that, maybe I'll do an episode on, on that in the future, but 
yeah, I feel like it just is such a value add. I have gotten so many clients and so many sponsorships for, you know, for the influencer side of my business from having this Drift app on my website and therefore having the app available on my phone. And I'm including this in iPhone apps because there is an iPhone app where I receive the chats and can do pretty much anything I need to via the app besides like installation, code installation and things like that. So it's really nice. Like I said, it pops up on my phone and it's perfect. You know, I've gotten some really amazing sponsorships and I think a lot of people when they're first getting started with influencer marketing in particular, they just like don't know what to do. Like it's really just one of those things that's kind of like the wild, wild west, even more so than just traditional social media marketing. And so a lot of you know, social media managers or marketing people will be like, oh my gosh, we need to find some influencers in Detroit. And then they find me, but they have no idea how to approach me. So they're kind of like half in, do you know what I mean? They're not ready to compose a full email or give me like a full offer, but they know that they need to talk to me. And so, yeah, I've gotten a ton of outreach through there and it's really nice because you can catch them while they're thinking about you. Like it's not that email tag where, you know, you respond a day later and they kind of the interest has sort of died down they're not quite as urgent about it and yeah I've caught people right when they're you know thinking about building an influencer strategy and I've been able to really talk them through it you know a lot of the times it's just hey Latasha like we're interested in in finding an influencer in Detroit just like I said we're not really sure how this works and so I really just walk them through step by step here's what we need like here's you know what, what are the details of your project and really go from there and same thing for customers customers often will be browsing my website and just you know don't know where to go don't know what certain things mean And so it's a little bit of a softer form of contact than pressing contact. You know, contact just seems so scary to send an email to a business or an influencer. Like sometimes that can almost seem a little bit binding, even though it's just an email, like it shouldn't be scary. You can always back out until a contract is signed, but sometimes people can kind of be a little intimidated by that. And I mean, I know that I personally am when I'm Like think about, you know, shopping on, I don't know, Forever 21 or H&M or whatever, you know, any type of fast fashion. If I have an issue or a question about something, I would probably never press contact. I mean, I'm just being honest. I would probably never send a contact email unless I had something seriously wrong. But if a chat box pops up, I am so ready to talk to them. I don't know. That's just how the world works nowadays. So I love having that feature on my phone and on my website. Drift is available for free as well. There are obviously a lot more features if you pay for it, but the free version works really, really well. And honestly, I'm not using Drift like I should be because I know that you can kind of tag users and do a lot of really cool things with it that I'm just not doing. I'm really just using it for the chat functionality. So let me know if you guys are using kind of the full suite Um, make sure to tweet me or holler at me on Instagram stories at a journey east underscore and let me know. Okay, another content creation app is Quick. It's Q-U-I-K. Everything is going to be listed in the show notes too in case I didn't mention that, but Quick is actually a GoPro uh, app, I guess. GoPro produces it or whatever, they made it. (laughs) GoPro made it. And this is really awesome to make really short, quick, get it quick, uh, social media videos. So it's not like a full, you know, iMovie or Final Cut Pro, you know, you can't do like everything in the world as far as editing, but it is really nice for just kind of jazzing up existing videos that you have or piecing together photos. 
You know the, I don't know if any of you guys have gotten this. I get them so randomly, so I don't even know what it's called. But once in a while, if I go on a trip or something, um, my iPhone, I'll get a notification from the Photos app or whatever it's called, the Gallery Photos. I don't know. I'm sorry for the vocabulary, guys. I'll get a notification and it'll say, hey, we've compiled this memory. I think it's what it's called, like this memory. And it'll give you a little quick video, slideshow, whatever, with some music on the iPhone. So quick basically does things similar to that, except for you can really choose it and customize it. And you can also do other things like rotate your videos. I have been using that so much for Instagram stories. So, you know, I can easily switch something. If I take a a horizontal video, I can swap it, um, rotate it to make it a vertical video. So it looks really nice on Instagram stories. I've just been doing so much with it. It's just one of those things that you kind of have to get in and play around with. But it's also nice because you can um, do different um, different dimensions. So you can do square videos, you can do vertical videos, or you can do horizontal videos. And yeah, it's perfect because I can do the same project for a client. Like I can have the same slideshow content and really easily just pump out three different formats. One for Instagram, one for Instagram stories. And one for Facebook and Twitter and YouTube, maybe not YouTube because they're really short, quick videos, but quick videos for the other platforms that have all the same content. So I really don't need to change up too much, but they're all in three different formats. Again, like this is something that obviously I can do in Final Cut Pro and a lot of the stuff I can do in iMovie or, you know, um, something like another editing program. But it's just so, so nice to have it in the palm of your hand. You know, if I'm covering a live event, if I'm at a conference for a client, if you know, whatever. If I, if I'm on the go, if I'm traveling, if I'm in Europe and need to like do pump out a quick video, I can use this app and it's really easy. Again, it's free. Um, I'm not even sure if there's a paid option to be honest, but I just use a free version. There is a little toggle that you have to switch to remove the watermark, but it's just a toggle. Like you don't have to pay for it. As far as I know, at the time of recording this in, um, mid 2018, you do not have to pay for it. So it's honestly, amazing. I love it so much and I'm going to keep experimenting with it more for like my Instagram stories and stuff like that. I actually just posted my first Instagram story using that app today and I'm like, why haven't I been doing this before? Because it's just so fun and cute. So check that one out. And then going along with that, this one is really the app that sparked this whole episode. It's called Unfold and I was like, I need to tell these guys about Unfold because it is what I've been looking for for so long. I am very passionate about Instagram stories. I think I've made that no secret. I think that they are such a huge part of social media marketing right now. And I'm just obsessed with them. And I have been doing some more fun kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? More professional, like polished stories with graphics and things like that. But I've been doing those in Canva or in PicMonkey or Photoshop or something like that. And they take time. They're, you know, they're kind of a lot of work. I got to put them together in Final Cut and then export them. And, you know, it's just like a lot. Unfold is kind of the answer to that. So I've only been using the free options. There's like one template page of free ones, but there is a lot of other paid ones. I should probably buy them because this app is so cool. And basically what it does is does like the fun, polished Instagram stories for you. So an example of this. Uh, I did this today. So I, I posted a YouTube video today and I just took 15 seconds of that YouTube video, sent it to myself on my phone, and then I went into Unfold and I was able to post both the 
video on top and then this the thumbnail image on the bottom so it did like a split screen for me so instead of having to go into photoshop or canva and make a template for it to go and then going into final cut embedding the video and then exporting it from final cut sending it to my phone like i could just send the raw clip and then do all the importing of the media into unfold if that makes any sense. It's really cool. You can do like split screens, you can do different patterns and stuff. It's just really fun and a cool way to display your content. I was already thinking about using the split screen option for polls, like should I wear this shoe or this shoe? You know, vote on the poll instead of having to do um, like I said, some kind of Photoshop graphic to split the screen. It sounds really simple, but it's honestly pretty life-changing. So definitely check it out. And then the last app that I want to talk about today is the YouTube Studio app. I'm almost sure that I've talked about this before because it's a huge part of my YouTube career and all of that. I use it all the time. I check it all the time. One thing I just want to say is, you know, a lot of people, a lot of businesses that you're going to work with, if you're a consultant or anything like that, and if you are thinking of creating videos yourself, one of the things that people often forget is that YouTube is kind of a lot of things, right? It's not just a social media platform. It's not just a search engine. It's not just a housing platform. It's kind of everything. And a lot of companies and people tend to use it as one or the other. They they aren't like very serious about something. Like there's usually something missing, right? It's the second biggest search engine on the web. So you have to pay attention to search, but you also have to pay attention to the social component. And I think that's where a lot of businesses miss the mark is they focus a lot on creating amazing content or they focus a lot on optimizing for search or, you know, they hire someone like me to help them out with strategy or with search engine optimization for YouTube, but they don't actually talk to their viewers. And that's a huge part of it. As soon as you start gaining some kind of a following, even if it's just 100 followers, 500, whatever, as soon as you start getting comments, you need to be replying to them. And if you're not getting comments, you need to be asking for them. And so the YouTube Studio app is really cool for just the comments alone. It's a really easy way to see all of your comments in one place. And like I respond to my comments, you know, when I'm standing in line at the bank, when I'm a passenger in a vehicle when I'm, you know, cooking dinner, like in between, you know, waiting for water to boil or whatever. It's really nice because you don't have to bring out your whole laptop and go through and sort through each video. Like you can just see everything in a line and reply to everything. And that's so, so important. I love loving comments. If you press the little heart on the comments, it actually sends an email to the user, which is pretty cool and a great way to stay in your viewer's memory. So yeah, I love it for that. But then I also love the analytics. Again, analytics are something that I think a lot of creators ignore because they're just a little overwhelming. And again, like opening up your laptop and, you know, after you've already spent all this time editing and uploading, like you don't want to open your your laptop or, you know, turn on your iMac any more than you really have to. And it can just be really bulky and overwhelming. So the YouTube Studio app, I've made a point to check at least once a week. Honestly, I check my analytics much more frequently. I mean, but I try to at least with every upload just to get a feel for things like my watch time to see, you know, are people liking what I'm doing lately? You can also see your AdSense. If you have AdSense hooked up and you're getting paid from YouTube, you can see what your last 28 day payment is like. You can view your subscribers, you can see trends. One of the coolest things though, is the traffic sources. For me, at least I'm like a data nerd, at least I can be. 
um, when it comes to YouTube at least. And you can go through your analytics and actually see your traffic sources and see, you know, how many people were subscribed to you that watched your videos. Spoiler alert, only about 7% of my subscribers watch my videos. The rest are all people who find me through search. So that makes me kind of proud. I mean, it makes me sad because I feel like I'm not building community very well, but it makes me really excited because I know my SEO is on point. And therefore I feel like I can really sell that service to clients, which I do. And I can feel good about it. I can feel like I know what I'm doing. You know, you can also see where on YouTube people are coming from. So which videos are recommending your video in the sidebar. You can see what people are searching for when they find you. That's a a tool that I found so invaluable because, you know, I started to notice trends like people are finding me by searching social media manager. People are finding me by searching ancestry DNA. People, you know, little keywords like that. And it's just something that you can use to help you build content, create content. You know, now I know if I can incorporate the words social media manager into my titles anywhere, I'm going to do it because people are searching for that. Yeah. So it just has really helped with my content strategy and everything. So I love the YouTube studio app. This is also a really great app that I recommend to my clients because again, like a lot of times when a client hires me to do SEO for their YouTube channel or to help with channel strategy, they, um, they kind of want to have like a hands-off approach. I mean, some of them are more hands-on than others, but a lot of times they're hiring an expert to do it for them, right? But I do want them to have at least like a toe in the water, if you will. So giving them the studio app as a recommendation to just check in with is, again, it's like bite-sized pieces. It's easily digestible and it's not super overwhelming. So I love that app so much. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. Make sure to let me know what apps you guys cannot live without to jazz up your social media strategy or your social media strategy for your clients. You can tweet me at a journey east or Instagram story me at a journey east underscore. I'd love it if you took a screenshot of the podcast and uploaded it to your story and share the love. Let people know that you are enjoying it. And if you haven't, make sure to take a few minutes to to write a review on iTunes. It helps people discover the show and makes me smile as well. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you next time. And that's it for this episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, make sure to let me know. Rating this podcast is a huge help and you can also tweet me at a journey east with comments, questions, or suggestions for future episodes. Lastly, make sure to join my private Facebook group, Money Making Micro Influencer, if you're interested in elevating your influence and taking charge of your personal brand. There are so many like-minded, bright individuals in there, and it's a place I love to offer up free advice and a little bit of extra fun into. You can find it by searching Facebook for Money Making Micro Influencer. It'll also be linked in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.